Good day, listeners. We're here today to talk about how it is to live in a different and unfamiliar environment and how it can affect and change you as a person. I am Rachel, your host for today's podcast. And I am TJ, and we welcome you to our podcast entitled Hearing from Africa. So, TJ, when you hear the word Africa, what comes immediately into your mind? Well... I instantly think of giraffes and trees. I mean, from the movies I've seen, it mostly illustrates wildlife and such. I also agree. And luckily, today, we were able to exclusively interview someone who had first-hand experience of what it's like to breathe within the atmosphere of Africa. She is also a student like us here in the university from the College of Development Communication. She stayed in Malawi, Africa for six years. Let us all listen to Ms. Julian Pua. Hi, Julian. First of all, we want to thank you for giving us the opportunity and your time to have a chat with you today. Yes, we really appreciate it. And to kick off our interview, we want to ask, how was living in Africa and why did you have to live there? Um. Okay, so I answer ko muna yung reason kung bakit. <clears throat> kung bakit namin kailangan mag-live doon for six years. So, balik kasi, um, maaga kasi nag-kasal uh, yung parents ko. And at that time, medyo mahirap makahanap ng work na mataas yung salary dito sa Pinas. Uh, so, yung mom ko, in-encourage yung dad ko na mag-foreign um, country. So, um, actually, by chance lang kami nakap- nakapunta sa Africa kasi nag-post lang siya ng um, resume niya online and then may nag-take in na lang sa kanya from Africa. So, that's why, yun nga, uh, Africa na pwede namin. So, ayun, kaya kami tumagal doon, mataas yung salary niya, tapos he gained, uh, like, experiences doon, tapos nag-work siya doon ng one year, tapos after after that one year, um, saka kami lumipat ng nanay ko din doon para, ano, para happy family ganun together. Tapos, ayun, uh, my mom didn't have to work kasi mataas na yung salary. And yeah, we stayed there for a long time kasi masaya naman yung buhay namin. Ayan. Tapos, yung isang question ay, ano ulit, sorry. <laughs> ayun, how was living in Africa? Ay, okay, sorry. So, living in Africa uh, made me more closer to wildlife. Parang, ayun lang naisip ko tuwing tinatanong ako ng gantong um, question. Like, wildlife lang talaga. Um, it made me appreciate wildlife kasi iba yung mga wild animals dito sa Philippines. Like, iba yung pag yung pagtrato ng mga tao. Like, dito kasi sa mga Manila zoos. Ayun nga, puro nasa cages. Ganun. Doon kasi sa Africa, um, parang ikaw yung nasa cage. Ganun. Parang kami yung nasa car. Tapos parang bibisitahin lang namin sila sa safaris or national parks. And there are no cages or anything like that. Protected sila by the rangers. So, parang free room lang sila, ganun. Tapos, doon ko lang na-realize, kahit nung bata ako na, napaka-unfair ng mga wildlife animals dito sa Pinas compared dun sa Africa. Tapos, besides that, um, nga, it was very fun to meet people with different races, different um, colors, pati languages, and, ayun, positive, positive yung mga tao doon, and maganda yung... Um, parang like hospitality nila sa amin mga foreigners. So, yeah. 
you must have had the greatest experience well, during your stay in Africa. Another thing that we want to know is Africa similar to how it is portrayed or represented in the world, especially in the media? Um, actually, I'm not sure. Kasi nung bata ako, hindi ako masyado exposed sa internet. So at that time, I'm not sure kung paano pinortray yung media uh, sa Africa. Pero currently, like when I say I'm from Africa, they automatically think of like huts ganon, like um, huts na may, ano yun? Parang hay roof ganon. Like we don't live like that. Um, modern actually yung life done. And it's actually very similar here um, without the pollution and trash ganon. So parang, ayun, hindi siya, uh, if I were to answer that question, hindi siya accurate. So ayun. Ayun, well, it is also a dream of mine to go there because it seems, it really seems like to be an interesting country. But when it comes to living on a day-to-day basis naman, what language did you use when you were speaking with Africans when buying from stores or asking locations or when you're traveling? And have you encountered any difficulties with regards to communicating with the locals? Okay, so since medyo bata pa ako nun, my parents didn't really expose me to like communicate with the locals kasi nandun naman palagi sila para sa akin. Um, pero like, I think na if they were to give me the opportunity to talk to like everyone there, hindi, hindi siya mahirap kahit kanino kasi um, almost everyone knows how to speak um, English kasi like kahit yung surface level. They could already understand you. Tapos pwede kayo mag-conversation na mga ganong bagay. Um, pero like, may mga, may parang um, difficulty din. Kasi pag may nakita silang Asians, automatically they'll think of um, Chinese people. So there, uh, it was a long time before they knew that, yun nga, taga-Philippines kami, ganon. So, uh, medyo may parang uh, discrimination, I guess, na nangyayari. Pero, ayun. So, wala masyadong difficulty speaking with the locals kasi they are educated with the surface level of um, English speaking. Ayun. So, you think na wala, uh, do you think na wala kayong ano, um, misunderstandings when you were talking with the locals there? Ah, misunderstandings? Well, yung mga kausap ko na locals, sila lang kasi yung mga classmates ko, I guess. So, like, nasa same level kami. So, I don't think there were any big problems of misunderstanding. And, kasi, yun nga, mga bata kami, and very innocent. So, I don't think there was anything that much. Ayun. So, another thing, Julian, is... May naaalala ka ba na any signs or symbols or even actions that have a different meaning in Africa than how it is perceived by Filipinos or by the rest of the world? Um, signs or symbols? Are you talking about like, parang yung ginagawa nila mismo or yung nasa uh, environment namin? Siguro, ano, anything that you can remember or relate, kahit yung mga signs or yung mga action siguro yung mga um ano ba tawag yung mga greetings ganon uh-uh. ano yan? greetings 
Greetings. Greetings. Ah, greetings. Sorry. Um. Well, as far as I can remember, parang wala naman kasi like whenever we greet the locals there, parang um uh, kasi we uh tinuruan kasi nila kami ng greeting sa Malawian language. Uh, I think it was like something like Malubanji. Like, ayun lang yung tatandaan ko. I think that means either good morning or good afternoon. So, ayun lang yung tatandaan ko kasi like the gestures, hindi uh, naman siya yung uncommon or anything. They wave, they smile at you, eye contact, yung mga ganun bagay. So, ayun lang. <laughs> Pero, um, I can say this na they talk like they talk like us kasi in a way na sobrang lakas ng boses nila pero that's their way of showing na uh, friendly sila so yun parang nasigaw na to the point na nasigaw na sila so yun so sa tingin mo do they have an individualistic culture or they have a collectivistic culture where they tend to prioritize the group over yung sarili nila. The group? So, like, yung parang community, ganun? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I can say that. Kasi, maraming times na nagpa-parties kami. Actually, yung parents ko kasi laging invited. So, nagpa-parties sila and kasama kami mga kids. And then, yung mga kasama namin ay, um, So, may halong locals, may halong foreigners, and actually Filipinos. So, yung mga locals doon, um, they are actually very attentive of us. So, ganun. Like, like lagi kami tinatang if we need anything. Tapos, they never leave anyone out. So, um, I, I don't know if that directly answers your question. Pero, ayun. I, all I can say is that... Um, hindi di nila kami discriminate as foreigners so like they just talk to us like um regular people like um friends ganun. so yeah ayan so i think this might be our most interesting question and how did africans view filipinos or people from other cultures so paano nila tayo na perceive um Okay, I guess two words. First is um our very welcoming, like our welcoming auras. Like, kasi tayo mga Filipinos, di ba pag may napunta sa bahay natin, like we just want them to be uh comfortable as they can be. So parang sabi nila, uh, they kind of have that vibe whenever they are with us. That was uh, the second word is religious, kasi. Um, like in the Philippines, the very common religion is Catholic. So it's the same in Malawi. Like almost everyone is Catholic. And if you're not Catholic, then I don't know. Parang may nagkakaroon na rin ng like he uh discrimination, I guess. So kasi very passionate about sila sa religion. So if you are a Catholic, you will meet a lot of church friends there and hindi ka talaga mahihirapan maghanap ng community and then like people who have the same faith as you. So, yeah. 
So after six years of living in Africa, how would you describe their culture? And ano yung experiences mo na, may, na nagkaroon ng contrasting differences between ng cultures ng Africa and ng Philippines? Well, um, well, uh, ano ba? Kasi ang natatandaan ko dati, ang similarities ng culture doon sa dito, noon na, like in my time, grabe, parang tanda, ano, parang, parang, both of our cultures like to play games together. Like, whenever we have parties or mga kainan. Uh, pero yun nga, uh, right now, parang wala naman akong na-experience na, na ganun dito sa Pinas. Pero noon, I, uh, I guess I can say that that's a, sorry, that's a similarity that we have. So, pero um for a different thing i think uh they could get like rough with each other um kasi yung mga malawians especially actually women they are very strong like when you take a stroll outside um makikita mo lang na actually mga babae yung nagkakarry ng uh piles of wood on top of their head na may parang bandana or parang something soft to like protect their head from the wood gunner. so ay, ayun ah parang from that kind of culture they kind of uh, develop this um ah uh, nalakas sila biologically like yung muscles nila and so whenever we're, we're together um, they unintentionally like hit us like playfully ganun tapos may mga times na medyo ayun, medyo rough na kasi ayun nga, um, they are used to that kind of um, lifestyle. Pero besides that, besides that, um, ano po ba? Ay, very similar cultures naman. Kasi, again, ayun lang yung natatandaan ko from my childhood. And I wasn't that old or anything. Parang nasa Ellen pa lang ako. So, ayun. Ayun, so kahit nung bata ka pa, bata ka pa doon, di ba, na pumunta, six years, were you able to experience anxiety or discrimination or stereotyping habang nandun ka? And kung oo, how were you able to overcome it as a child? Okay. <laughs> uh, so, nag-public nag school ako doon for one year. I, sorry, I forgot kung ano grade level. Pero, ayun, nag-public school ako doon for one year. Actually, I wasn't sure if it's one year or six months lang kasi. Um, so, I was the only Asian student in the class. Tapos, parang, super dami namin sa isang section. Like, almost like 50 every day. And then, <clears throat> ang, ang different ng ginagawa nila sa school kahit alam kasi every morning kahit anong oras yun kahit na ulan or tapat sa init papalabasin kami sa support and then our president will like announce something like either an announcement or a speech that takes like 30 to 1 hour so nakatayo lang kami dun nakabigat sa araw or nababasa ng ulan ganun. tapos in the classroom yeah, I did experience some, like, I guess discrimination and also bullying. So, there's this one girl that I specifically um, remember, or dalawa sila. So, 
uh, during recess, they would steal my stuff, especially my food. And they, masarap, so like, they like to pick, like to nitpick my stuff, especially my um, pencils or mga papel ko. So, yun yung mga pagkain. Tapos, pagkakuha nila. Siyempre, <laughs> uh, habunin ko sila. Bata ko eh. Like, I was like, oh, give, give that back to me. Ganun. So, na, ikot lang sa classroom. Ganun. And I think that it's a game. Pero for me, it's not. Kasi everyday, ganun nangyayari. And then, they would, I mean, like, they would touch my hair without my consent. And I guess, medyo okay lang yun nung bata ako. Pero nung tumagal, parang, parang medyo nagiging rough sila sa hair ko. Kasi yung hair actually nila, they are braided very roughly. Like, they would, um, parents would braid, braid their hair. Yung parang, ano bang tawag na sa terintas na super close to the scalp na. And then after that, they would not wash their hair for days or weeks or even months. So nakastay lang sila dun. So if you touch it, it's like um very rough and hard string. Yung parang nabibili mo lang para dibli dyan. So, ayun. So, first time na nakahawak ng manabot na buhok. And then they would keep asking me why I'm white. And then, kasi lahat talaga sila, they are black and I'm the only one who's white. So, ayun. They would, they would keep asking me that. And tapos, sabihin ko lang na, I'm from the, I'm from the Philippines and they wouldn't know where that is because there are kids and hindi man popular in Philippines that time. So, ayun. Um, so, I, like, for you guys, it wouldn't seem like a, like a bad situation of bullying. But for me that time, it did because every day talaga nangyayari. And there were times when I didn't want to go to school dahil doon. So, ayun, nung napuno na yun, nung ano, Nung napuno na ako, ano bang ginawa ko? I didn't talk to them or anything. Hindi kasi ako yung tipong talk back or ginagawa ko yung same thing that they do to me. So, ang ginawa ko is sinumbong ko na lang sa nanay ko. Tapos, that, tapos yung advice ng nanay ko, let's see if that, like, um, tatagal for a while. Tapos, nung tumagal, napuno na din nanay ko, pumasap sa principal, as after a while, wala pa rin nangyari. Siya mismo pumunta sa school. And basically, she did the dirty work. <laughs> um, kinausap niya yung dalawa, dalawang babaes sa classroom namin in full English. And um, <laughs> and I, it, it was kind of funny kasi halata-halata ko yung Filipino accent niya. And, you know, it was also nice to see your mother defending for you. Tapos kita ko sila na umiyak na pala. Like, late ko na na-realize na umiyak pala. Tapos nung umiyak na, tumigil na yung nanay ko. And then, I stopped school. Dahil doon. Kasi, alam na nanay ko na walang gagawin yung principal about it. So, in a way, I didn't resolve my own problem. Kasi, I was a kid, I was really shy. I was almost mute that time. I was, like, magtatok lang ako pag kinang ako or pag kinausap ako ng classmates ko, ganun. I don't even remember kung may LM, class, LM friend ako nun kasi yun nga, almost everyone was like that. It was either they wouldn't talk to me or they would uh, they would bother me every day. So, yeah. What was your greatest takeaway from being there? Um, I guess the answer from, my, from the first question 
which is yung um, wildlife. And then, the second would be yung advantage ko in speaking English nung lumipat na ako dito sa Philippines nung elementary school. Kasi, um, nung una, hindi nila alam na nagtatagalog ako kasi they were like so amazed, quote-unquote amazed by my um, like accent and you know English words kasi full English talaga ako nun. And I wasn't used to like talking in Tagalog or kahit Tagish man lang ganun. Uh, so I had that advantage. Uh, lagi yung, I guess, perfect sa English subjects ganun. And sometimes they would ask me stuff about our English subject. So yun, I can say that may advantage ako. No, may advantage ako nung time na yun. Bata ako. Pero it was also a, a, a disadvantage kasi sobrang hina kong mag-Tagalog that time. Like, I didn't even know how to count in Tagalog. Like, until now, like, limit lang yung alam ko kasi nga. No one, no one taught me how to how to do that. At tapos, um, like, sobrang nahihirapan akong makaintindi ng kahit isang page of full of Tagalog words noon. Like, I would read again and again para lang maintindihan ko and, and, um, like, bag, like, bago pa ako makatapos, tapos na yung mga kasama ko magbasa. So, ayun, that was, like, a pretty hard time for me nung mamalik kami dito, which is um, nung grade 5 to grade 6 ako. I think that was the most most hardest culture shock, culture shock that I've ever experienced. So, staying there, na-train talaga yung English speaking skills mo, no? And it was really an advantage to you until now. Yeah, I guess. But when it comes to, ano, can I just ask, when it comes to the learning about their culture, what was your favorite part or what was your, um, pinaka, yung pinaka nare-remember mo pa rin hanggang ngayon? Favorite part about their um, culture? Mm-mm. Kasi as a kid, I wasn't again exposed to like, I guess, <clears throat> dito kasi sa LB, di ba, parang may community tayo. Sa kanila din meron. So, may community kami doon. So, di ba, galing ako Malawi, Africa. So, pag minaro pa yun, um, we live in Blantyre. So, parang Los Banos siya dito. So, sa Blantyre, may community kami. And I think every six months or one year, nagka-sports fest. Ganon, yung parang Parang they're trying to keep up with the world. Yung mga ginagawa ng mga ibang bansa, you know. Like, they're updated kahit hindi halata. And there are a lot of leaders, like African leaders, that speak in really, really good English that, you know, you, won't, you wouldn't even um, notice that galing sila sa Africa. So, they lead those kind of events. So, example lang yung um, sports fest na yun. So, that's why I'm not exactly sure kung part yun ng African culture. Kasi, again, they're just trying to keep up with the rest of the world. Um, but I guess, ayun yung one of my favorite parts, I guess, yung mga um, constant events, especially yung mga, may mga exhibition minsan ng mga uh, wild animals na yung parang fossils nila. So they preserve that. 
and then they show they they show it to the community like kahit just stud lang or ganun so lagi ako excited makita yun especially yung mga crystals maraming crystals dun na sobrang mura compared dito so uh, another another like major part of their culture that I personally notice is yung pagplay ng soccer or football I'm not exactly sure so like kahit na tumambay ka lang sa labas, may makikita kang mga bata or even adults who make their own um, soccer balls out of trash, like plastic, like ang galing eh. And they would kick it around like um, on the sidewalk. Kasi mar- uh, super wide ng sidewalk doon compared dito. And it was like, like um, they would play on dirt, ganun. Tapos, ang funny thing is that you wouldn't see, you wouldn't almost see the same people playing that. Kasi, kasi super popular niya doon kung saan kami makatira. This soccer thing that's going on, like almost every kid knows how to play soccer, especially the boys. So, ayun lang, ayun lang sabi ko. Ayun, so thank you, thank you so much. Overall, this talk showed us that today, a lot of our thoughts, specifically of Africa in this case, are still unawarely laced with concepts of stereotyping. This may be related to how the country is portrayed in the media, which is opposed to what Julian said. Unlike common perception, it has been established that Africa is more similar to the things that we're used to. Thus, this also highlighted that our culture is actually similar to theirs in more ways than one. However, we can't always assume similarity all the time. With balance, similarities also come with differences and since she was in an unfamiliar environment, it was also inevitable that she encountered some forms of misunderstanding due to some cultural differences. Unfortunately, She also dealt with bullying and discrimination due to her physical characteristics being different from the rest. Nevertheless, she had found this day a great experience as ultimately she was able to adapt on how to navigate cultural differences by being adaptable, open-minded, respectful, and having the willingness to learn about other cultures. Therefore, from this, we can learn that in order to overcome intercultural communication barriers, we must employ intercultural practices by embracing diversity and improving oneself to help in relationship building. This would then empower us to challenge the barriers and create a more socially just world. Well, that was a fruitful discussion, right, Rachel? I agree, and I'm sure our listeners were able to learn a little something from today's episode. We thank you for lending your ears for us today. Once again, thank you and have a great day ahead.